welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we're having a great day today. I want to go with you to the journey of the mountain of the Lord. It's so important. You know, we talk about the Hebrew living letters all the time. And it is so important to engage the Hebrew living letters. It will give you a clear understanding of the word. It will give you a clear understanding of the mysteries and the secrets. First, you have to understand that um, the Hebrew living letters, we're not just talking about the academia of it, you know, like in America, A, B, C, D, E, or in the Hebrew language, right? The Aleph Bet, the Aleph, the Bet, so on and so on, right? We're not just talking about that, but that's good to know. You, you need to know it. Very, very important. All right. But on the same hand, you want to go on the other side of the veil and through the blood covenant of Yeshua by the Holy Spirit. Everything is by the Holy Spirit. Okay. There's nothing I teach that's not by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing I teach that's not seated in Christ Jesus. Yeshua is not just the center. He's the everything of it. And there's nothing that's not before Yahweh. So there's no reason to do anything that's not included or inclusive of the bench of three, having God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that is your all in all. I remember mentioning this to y'all before. I was talking uh, at a conference one time. I think we had like eight ministers, and, and I was preaching about the up here and going into the heavenlies, and I was dealing with some angels. And this gentleman came up to me, this great pastor, great man of God, and he was so sincere in what he said. He said, you know, well, I, I have Jesus. I have all I need. And that is so true. That is so true. But on the same hand, what it meant, what he did not realize it meant, he had the limited reference of the fullness of Jesus and the kingdom of God. Now, did you hear what I just said? He had a limited reference to the fullness of Jesus and the kingdom of God. And the word clearly says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Well, righteousness is Yeshua. That's just black and white. That's easy, basic. And the kingdom of God is not that which dwells in a heavenly place far-fetched somewhere over the rainbow that you can't get to, but it's the kingdom of God that you dwell in, and better yet, it's the kingdom of God that dwells in you into the heavenly realms. And so saying I have Jesus as much as that is a powerful cliche, and it is our all in all. So do not get me wrong. Jesus is our all in all. He is complete in himself. But it's our reference, our framework of Jesus. Come on now. Go with me just a little bit. It's our reference and framework of Jesus that limits the potential of our full functionality of who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High God in the earth because our idea of our mental ascent of Yeshua, the Christ, or of Yahweh, the Most High God, or of Holy Spirit is limited to the capability of what our soul has allowed it to learn or study or analyze. But Jesus can't be learned, studied, or analyzed. He must be experienced 
experience. And those that come to him must come to him in faith. And those that come to him in faith must come to him knowing that he is a rewarder of those that come to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He is a rewarder of those that come to him. Now, what is he rewarding? Oh, well, brother, he's rewarding me of salvation. Well, this is true, but that's everybody. Everyone that receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, repent of your sins, right? Ask Christ to come into your heart. You have now been transcended unto the glorious light of Yeshua. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you are no longer under the law of sin and death. You are under the law of life and liberty in Christ Jesus. You have been resurrected. You have been redeemed. You have been reconciled unto God and clearly the blood covenant sits on you. And that is the completeness of Christ. Yes. But is it the completeness of the knowledge of Christ? No. Is that the completeness of everything he did? No. Is that the completeness of everything he afforded you? No. But you can't get nowhere without that. I'm with you. But what happens in the church world is we stop at that a few will go on a little bit to the Holy Ghost and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost according to John and according to the word of the Lord and the book of Acts, right? They'll go receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's wonderful. And they'll begin to pray in tongues. But even there, they want to stay there and just be a limitation. And Yahweh is saying, come to the mountain of the Lord. Let's go into the word, okay? Let's just go into the word and see what is happening here, okay? Let's go to the word of God, because inside the word of Yahweh, he tells us to go into the heavenly places. He also shows us the heavenly realms opening up, okay? So I want to go to this, and I love this going into the Passion Translation, Luke chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. After everyone was seated, Yeshua took the five loaves and two fishes and gazing into the heavenly realm, he gave thanks for the food. Then in the presence of his disciples, he broke off pieces of bread and fish and kept giving more to each disciples to give to the crowd. It was multiplying before their eyes. Now, this is a miraculous miracle where Jesus went into the heavenly realm and began to pull out substance and cause that substance to manifest in the earthly realm. But I love the, how they explain this here in the Passion. It says he was gazing into the heavenly realm. This is the secret. This is the code. This is the key right before our eyes. It didn't say that Jesus just prayed, you know, Father, please bless this fish, and he looked into the heavens, because that's what you could easily uh, read in the Word and think, oh, well, he just looked up in the sky, because that's how we did everything in the old age. We took everything in the natural state only, and like, oh, Jesus looked and gazed into the heavenly realm as if he was looking millions of miles away up into the sky where the Father was. The heavenly realm, A, was inside of him and around him, so he gazed into the open heaven. Come on, get this. He gazed into the open heaven. Why? Because he wanted to show us that we can look into the open heaven. That which Jesus did, we can do. He gazed into the open heaven. 
Let me tell you how powerful the heavenly realm is and how it can open around you. Let's just go to Jesus for a second, a little more. In Luke chapter 3, it says in verse 21, One day Jesus came to be baptized along with all the others. As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him, and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and landed on him. Then God's audible voice was heard saying, my son, you are my beloved through you. I am fulfilled. I love the way they explain this in the passion. I mean, this is like one of my favorite, favorite uh, forms of the Bible, versions of the Bible is the passion Bible, because they're talking about the passionate side of what was happened. I love how they explained it as he was consumed in the spirit of prayer. As he was walking with God, the heavenly realm ripped open. Listen, you think this is just for Jesus? I can be engaging Yahweh, doing a podcast, preaching the gospel, out at lunch, out at dinner. I can be talking on the phone to someone, and the heavenly realm will rip open above me. When it said that rip open above it, it didn't mean it ripped open two million miles in the sky. And some, think about, you know, that's how we see God, right? Way up there in the clouds, something opened up and, uh, you know, a dove fell out. The dove would be dead from lack of oxygen. Come on, get real. The heavenly rim opened up right before him is what it's saying. And the dove, why do I know this? Because the dove came out and sat on him. Come on. Because the dove came and landed on him. Landed on him. You understand what that means. It means it landed on him. Representation of the Holy Spirit. And so much more. Shalom, peace as well. Okay? So when the heavenly realm opens up, things happen. Well, you say, oh, well, this is Jesus. Guess what? Guess who else? He's the first of many brethren. Since he's the first of many brethren, guess who else gets to rip open the heavenly realm? Or guess what? I love this. Guess what the heavenly realm or who the heavenly realm will rip open for? You. Because he was lost in prayer, meaning he was lost in engaging his father, and the heavenly realm opened up. He went and sought the father, and the heavenly realm opened up. Are you hearing me? Jesus then looked into the heavenly realm. He gazed into the heavenly realm. You have the right by Holy Spirit to go into the mountain of the Lord and look in Ayin, which is one of the Hebrew living letters that represents sight and go see through the fiery gate of sight and look into Resh where it can see around corners. It can see around the future and it can see in past time as well and see into the mysteries of the Lamb of God. You have this right by Jesus Christ. Well, once again, this is Sigma Bay. I will see you in the cosmos. I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.